Hello and welcome to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Chris Skull. Hi, Scully. So good to be back looking at Liam's suede jacket, like how things have changed. I can't believe we didn't mention that on air. I know, so... Do you know what? It's got a kind of motorbike, because... Yeah. I think it's because of the collar and the shoulder detail. <laughs> no, that's cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's more like a leather jumper. What's been going on that you've got this suede jacket, producer Liam, wasn't he? He says, oh, I don't know. I can't believe we didn't mention it. It's so cool. Yeah. It's just fashion. You always wear very good clothes. Thank you. you in, in spite of what everyone says. Yes. Um, what, also, what I would say, this may make it sound... I don't mean this to make it sound like less of a compliment. You always dress well for, like, your body. Like, you've picked clothes that suit you. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> suit your body. Yeah, but some... I don't. I've got terrible... You always rinse my clothes. Yeah. You, I would say you keep... rinse my house. You said I lived in an old people's yeah, home. Yeah, you live in an old people's home. I don't. You dress like Kevin or Perry from Kevin and Perry. Oh. <laughs> I remember once we were yeah. at a pool party in Italy and you turned up and you had, like... You had, like, those trunks on with, like, cartoon characters on, like, the Simpsons, like, Homer Simpson... <laughs> You're just like, come on, Matt, come on. I think the T-shirt had, like, cartoon sharks on. <laughs> I was a bit heavier back then. That was, like, one of those, like, stretchy material things. You're a piece of work. And, by the way, you're about to find this out on this podcast because you are a rat grass. <laughs> and, oh. okay, but I've, I've, it's so good to be back. It's so it good to be it's back. It's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a while. And the, goal, the goals flow in, the banter flows in. And Liam's jacket is flowing out of the fashion parade. <laughs> Enjoy. Brace yourselves. It's time for the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. <laughs> you didn't give me the heads up this was coming. You can't just throw this on me. Yeah, I can. <laughs> I just did, baby. It's live radio. There's a goal at the Etihad, Chris Skull. It's gone to Erling Haaland City lead 1-0 against Everton. How much longer left? We can play? hear you craning your head yeah. around your neck to look at the TV that's helpfully behind you. How many minutes left? About 15? Oh, I can't see from here. No one can see. There's not a clock on the telly. What? It's a substitution happening. I can't believe that the most exciting... Uh, oh, about 12, min- tw- yeah, 12 minutes left, plus stoppages. Uh, good news to Nottingham Forest, of course. In the- this is relevant at both ends of the table, Scully. Look at you with your little West Ham grin. <laughs> that Essex smile, now that you're not in a relegation fight. How does it feel? Ah, oh, top of the world. Right. Champions of Europe, Matt. Champions of Europe. You we sing know that, what by are. the way. Let's just clear this up, because people will have heard West Ham singing Champions of Europe. You'll yeah. never sing that. You are joking, aren't you? Absolutely not. I was there. It was a trophy. It was a European trophy. It counts. Yeah, but that's... <laughs> champion. European champions. No, but the, the only champions of Europe are the wins of the, the, wins of the Champions League. In your what opinion. I want to know is, in the, in the mind of West Ham fans yeah. when they sing it, are they joking? No. It's, it, I can't... <laughs> I can't have it. I can't handle it. I can't process it. A European it. championship is a champion. It makes you a champion. No, but it doesn't make you champions of all Europe, does it? Well, you know it doesn't. Here to preview. <laughs> See you in Strasbourg. Oh, my word. <laughs> here to preview. We're not part of that anymore. Anyway, here to preview. Here to preview. A day of red-hot football action is West Ham's very own, the champion of Europe, Chris Skull. As another thrilling Saturday in British football approaches, let's get the exits covered and preview the day's action while crowbarring in references to English rock band 
falls. So pass the inhaler because our lunchtime kickoff is a breathless affair at the Etihad. As you've just heard, City are taking on Berlin. They're 1-0 up, which means City are top of the table if the scores stay the same. We'll keep you up to date on what went down in that one. And down in the Premier League basement at Resurgent Luton Town will host a Sheffield United side who seem devoid of total life forever. The Blades will be hoping they can add to their paltry tally of 10 points so far this season. And down at Craven Cottage, Fulham prepare to host AFC Bournemouth. And you could say Cottage's boss, Marco Silva, feels accepted, affected, protected when taking on the Cherries at home because he's never lost. And at Anfield, with Klopp's resignation still echoing, an era seems to be coming to a close and Reds fans will be wondering if everything not saved will be lost when the German departs. But before that, Liverpool will take on Burnley at 3pm. And at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, Ange Postacoglu will be thinking, you don't have my number as Spurs take on a Brighton side that has only won once in their last nine Premier League away games. Meanwhile, at Molyneux, Wolves take on a Brentford side who have got in some bad habits of late. The Bees having lost seven of their last eight Premier League fixtures. They'll be hoping some points on the road will take them out of the woods this afternoon. And today's 5.30pm kickoff comes from the city ground where Nottingham Forest will see a mountain at their gates in the form of Newcastle United who are attempting to win four consecutive away matches in the top flight for the first time in 21 years and a couple of other highlights in the championship Leicester are watching over their shoulder at the runner in the form of second place Southampton who continue to make great strides towards the top the Saints will take on lowly Huddersfield this afternoon Leeds fans are thinking wake me up with the Whites having won their last five championship games on the bounce can they make it six against Rotherham at Ellen Road this afternoon well we will be there be there, be there for you. It's Matt Ford and Chris Skull yeah. on Absolute Radio, rock and roll, football. Yes, Scully! <laughs> I knew one of them. I genuinely knew one of them. Mountain at my gates? No. Ah, oh, come on. If you're going to do, and it's wonderful when you do them, a, a, a grandstand intro that involves the titles of band songs, it has to be a band has more than one hit oh, that people know. Oh, was a massive me and producer Liam been talking about this. They've got enormous hits. But not not that I would know, and therefore I imagine by extension most people listening right now. Look, you're officially not part of the indie scene if you just come out of a phrase like that. I don't want to be part of the indie scene. Well, you're not going to be part of it now after Look this. Look at me, I don't wear skinny <laughs> jeans. I don't smoke rollies. <laughs> what? Are you part of the indie scene? Yeah. Yeah, you look like you're part of the indie scene. You're tall and thin. <laughs> You're a part of this. What's this six-pack challenge you're doing? So I'm, I'm just like I've just, I turned forty last year, and I was like, this is my last chance to try and get a six-pack. So I'm going all out. I've got my protein shake here with me. I don't want to be part of this scene. <laughs> Listening to Foles, <laughs> drinking protein shakes. Who am I? Champion of Europe. I didn't see any of this coming either. I, I would say you're a physically fit, man. Although when you lifted up your shirt, I hope you don't mind me saying oh, this. Oh no, what flabbier you... than I imagined. Oh wow. Yeah, wow. yeah. Wow, you carry it well, you hide it well. Well, that's the thing about being tall, isn't it? I think I, I am what I would term skinny fat, where yes. you look like facially skinny and you've got the height for it, but when you t- the shirt comes off, by the pool, you're like, wow. By the pool! There's yeah, not a know. pool here, by no, the way. The- <laughs> <laughs> How decadent our <laughs> studio is. But you flick your hair up, you've got a beard, so you're doing things, but you, you, the, <laughs> your body, you're not, you're not fat. You just, it's a flabbier, it's a skinny body just 
covered in flab. Yeah. That's because I'm like four weeks into this six pack challenge, <laughs> and uh, so you've seen you've seen me after like okay. several weeks of attempting to lose weight, and you've mm. still gone, "Wow, what's going on there?" It's, so, it's more that you look. You don't. I wouldn't imagine you to look that based on what you look like with your clothes on. So, how seriously are you taking this six pack challenge, and yeah, what does yeah. it involve? Yeah, so I like a very regimented diet. I've tried to like, I've done fitness stuff before, but never really locked down the diet. Mm -hmm. So no, no fizzy drinks, no alcohol, uh, meal replacements like the one that you can see here. Very a rigorous exercise regime. Sounds like a lot of fun. I was running five k this morning. Ooh, well done. Yeah, yeah. Is that why you were late? Yeah, <laughs> but it's also late. And as I said, I fell up the escalator running up Oxford Circus. Fell up, the, fell up the escalator, which is doubly embarrassing because the escalator obviously keeps going. Oh, mate. I tell you what, two security guards are going to be watching that, howling all day. <laughs> I mean, I've never had a six-pack and I've never tried to get one. I just imagine you control your diet and do a load of sit-ups. It's a lot of that. It's a lot of sit-ups. Isn't that basically it? It's Go on a diet of... and do sit-ups. Isn't that every, every diet? You know what I'd do if I had a six-pack? I'd sort of lie down. I think I'd pour liquid down it and just watch it all run into the little grooves. <laughs> Charlie in Longfield... Says, I had a six-pack in my 20s. Lots of sit-ups, lots of push-ups, not a lot of eating. I'm now 39 and much prefer my dad bod. Lots of takeaways, lots of beer. <laughs> that does sound better, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. What about uh, this one? I mean, they're not glowing reviews so far. Uh, this one's from Tommy, who says, Lads, I got one last year at the age of 34 for the first time since I was a teenager. Took some fairly obsessive behaviours and consistent boring choices. <laughs> the worst thing was when I got there and realised keeping it was just as hard and boring. I wouldn't bother. Cheers, Tommy. Thanks, Tommy. It You're doesn't really... sound great. No. Now, we're from the generation that basically Peter Andre introduced us properly to men's bodies, I would say. <laughs> I didn't know what pecs and abs were. Do you know what I mean? Until then, yeah. did you? Was that the first six-pack? Did Peter Andre get the first six-pack? That was the first one I was aware of when lads at school were going, we're going to have to get one of these now. <laughs> That's what girls want. You're like, I can't be bothered with that. Pre-Andre, it was just boozing, wasn't it? Kebabs. That was what. That's what a lad looked like. Yeah, and I think Andre's emergence was roughly around the same time that Greg's was really bursting onto the scene. <laughs> I, like, I bet well, they couldn't believe their luck. Given a choice oh. of the two. Yeah, Peter, I think before then I wasn't aware of what a man's body would look like. I just thought it was just flat. Yeah, because in the 90s, footballers would take off their shirts at the end of the game and swap a shirt, and it would be like, it just looked like a normal bloke. Yeah, but that sort of shredded detail was like, what? Yeah. How does he end up looking like that? Have you ever seen Mo Salah's six-pack? He's, he's got a really weird six-pack. Has he? It actually goes in a bit. Like, his his abs are so massive that the skin kind of folds in in the middle. Concave. Yeah, he's like concave. So the, so the abs don't pop out, they go in. They go His abs are so big that you could, like... Quite handy. I don't know, sort of his Greg's sausage roll yeah. in the middle of his abs. Could keep his wallet in his phone. And <laughs> You may have heard the Sheffield United manager say this in the week. Been to see the referee, I've told him that. Um, one of his assistant, assistants was eating a sandwich at the time. I thought that was a complete lack of respect. Uh, hopefully he enjoyed his sandwich while he was talking to a Premier League manager. <laughs> to, not so He starts having a sandwich, he burst into the referee's yeah, room. Yeah, Is yeah. he having a sandwich after the game? He's starving <laughs> after like running the line for God knows how long. Oh, you're a sandwich, great. Also, the fact that towards the end he says, a Premier League manager. Like it would be okay. Eat a sandwich in front of a championship manager. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't one. have complained. But Premier League, all that in League one, you cease all mastication <laughs> when I enter the room. Um, so... Obviously, one of the worst places to eat a sandwich, it turns out, is in front of Chris Wilder. But where is the worst place you've ever eaten? It might be Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. We don't know. I once had, um, when I was having driving lessons, 
when I was in Nottingham. <laughs> I, I had to learn to drive f fast, as in I had to... I didn't have much time to learn. Yeah. Not, I wasn't into, like... <laughs> Trying to be the next I was Damon never Hill. a boy racer, yeah. Uh, and the, the guy giving me lessons, he goes, oh, we can go somewhere nice for lunch if you want. I said, all right. He took me to a truck stop on the edge of Nottingham. And the sandwiches didn't even have butter on them. And it was it was square sausage, which I'd never seen anywhere outside of Scotland, but it wasn't nice square sausage. And he was like, I remember him saying, isn't this a great place to eat? I was like, I am terrified of this place. I don't think this is, like, legal to eat. It was just a porter cabin with some blokes in it. It was the worst place I've ever eaten food. My wife doesn't have butter on sandwiches. And think, huh? like, yeah, thinks I'm mad because I'll put butter. I cannot eat a sandwich without the moisture of butter. But is she putting something I else think on, it's like a big mayo? Thing. Mm, occasionally. What is going wrong in your house? You're on the protein juice. Your <laughs> wife doesn't have butter. It's 2024, man. You live Going in the on. West. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Gav here says uh, Egypt. Quite a broad yeah. area. <laughs> he, says, he, he does. He does elaborate. He says the lasagna came cold, congealed cheese. I put my napkin on top. Told the waiter, came back with a single. Oh, it came back with a singed napkin. <laughs> oh my word! So he's put his napkin on top. The waiter's warmed it up and burnt the napkin. Left immediately. Gav. He left Egypt. He fled the country. <laughs> Incredible. Um, Alan from Sheffield says, for those of a certain age, surely it's got to be Little Chef. Alan, I cannot disagree with this more strongly. Little Chef, fantastic. The Olympic burger, <laughs> sensational stuff. And then who can forget? You pay for your bill, you get a nice little orange lolly. And sometimes, if they're feeling generous, they'll say, don't just have one, grab a handful. That's Little Chef for you. You're breathless <laughs> after your deeds. like he's on question time. <laughs> I think it's right that the government gets behind Little Chef. I don't agree with the opposition. Um, Can I say as well, Little Chef, do you remember, do you used to eat Little Chef? The buns were just unbelievable buns. Slightly overflowered, but really? just perfect. Do you know what? I think I only went to one once. Oh, man, you're missing out. I really feel like I missed out, because I always wanted to go. I loved the logo. I loved the smell. <laughs> when I would enter a service station, I had a Little Chef, but I don't think we ever went in. And also a little treat and a Little Chef on the way out, sometimes they'd have a CD rack. And Dad, your old man might go, help yourself, go on. What, Nick get, one? Get, you know. Go on, steal a CD. <laughs> what are you companies like? Help yourself to a Michael Bolton for four ninety nine. Michael Bolton! You are so 80s. You know what? I often think you're 90s, but you're not. You're so 80s. Shell suits, Michael Bolton, Olympic burgers. Collins. <laughs> Quality! Do you know what? I feel like I've really missed out. I would say Wimpy is bad. Yeah. The Broad Marsh Centre in Nottingham. I don't know if it's still there. But it had, I think it was like the last Wimpy in Britain. I was like, I've never been to this Wimpy. I went a couple of years I, ago. I was wearing a tracksuit. I think it was one of the saddest afternoons of my life. It wasn't good. I just sat there in a Wimpy that hasn't changed its decor since the 80s. Oh, but that's the charm of a Wimpy. It was I'm too pretty hot. sure the last Wimpy in the UK was in Streatham. And it went on. Because what I didn't understand about Wimpy is like, surely the central surely. office. Surely. Surely. All right, Norfolk. Where'd that come from? I don't know. Just, whenever I talk about Wimpy, I get a bit northern. <laughs> But, like, the main office of Wimpy must have closed down and all these satellite Wimpies must have been picking up the phone going, what's going on? And they were just left yeah. their own device. they just didn't realise. They didn't get the news. <laughs> they, they were so old-fashioned, they didn't have the internet. <laughs> I remember having a chicken leg off a bar in Bedford. <laughs> I thought they were just sort of... You know, some pubs leave these food sandwiches. out. Some yeah, guy yeah. just, like, left his plate there and I'd had these chicken legs. So it's nice of you to give you food. They're like, some bloke left them there half an hour ago. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Convinced I was going to, you know, 
flush it all out. I was absolutely fine. Um, now, someone here says, the worst place I've eaten, I took my now wife. <laughs> my now by wife. Now, my wife for now. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. For a nice Italian restaurant in the centre of Northampton, the owner would not leave us alone. He was telling stupid jokes and doing idiotic slapstick behaviour. Her salmon pasta came and it was literally undercooked dry pasta with Tim salmon mashed in. <laughs> Oh, I don't like it when they're too chatty at a restaurant. Oh, once I went to Rome and the waiter the, the waiter came up to our table and said, do you like live music? And I went, not really when I'm eating or like trying to have a conversation. And like a man just appeared, looked like Santana, stood at the top of our table and played nonstop for two hours, man. right in our faces, so we could, so loud we couldn't have a conversation. You know, the worst thing is like if you go to a pub and they go, oh, it's quiz night tonight. Yeah. My wanna, heart sinks. Do you want to play? Please don't. Just don't. I didn't come in for a quiz. I came in for a pint. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Tony Jones in Kent says, I once watched a guy eating a sandwich while emptying a cesspit. <laughs> now, I've heard the phrase yeah. cesspit as to mean a bad place. I googled a cesspit and it's terrible. It's basically like an outdoor sewer for like yeah. emptying your waste into. <laughs> Why would you eat while doing that? I don't think I can eat, although apart from a football match, when prevailing winds will carry a stench, <laughs> and there are lots of men there, I don't think I would eat within the smell of strong urine or, or toilet business. Yeah, if you can avoid it, it's okay. best to. Apart from a festival... Festivals, yeah. ..and uh, a football match, I would not eat. The yeah. smell alone... So if you're just at home alone and you can have a sandwich, you wouldn't walk into the toilet to have it, would you? Have you ever eaten on the toilet? And that does include sweeties. Have you chewed gum on the toilet? Now is the time to confess. Steve from Cov says, I once had to deal with a woman at work who used to sit in the toilet every lunchtime because she wanted to be on her own. She'd been doing it for over 15 years before we found out. Before we found out, how are you finding out? I can't imagine working... You know, back in the old days, people just worked in, like, a pit or an office for 30 years, 50 years. The thought of working anywhere for 15 years blows my mind. That is a long time. You'd lose your mind. Also, going to the toilet to eat your lunch for 15 years. Well, you just said off air that you had... You grass, don't you dare. <laughs> you eaten on the toilet. That is not true. I said, you're a rat pig. You are. <laughs> oh, my word. What I said was... Oh, I can't believe you've done this to me. Come on, explain yourself. I'm fresh out of hospital, you monster. <laughs> God, I can't believe I fantasised about coming back to work and this is what I get. <laughs> what I said was, I must have been finishing food as I've been to the toilet. So, for instance, having a cake and then I've wandered in, <laughs> maybe chewing the final bit. Pop it on the side! No, but what I mean is, it would still be in my mouth. I wouldn't carry the plate in. Oh, oh okay, well, you never said that. You never said that. That is what you're I chewing. said. You're, so you're still chewing the You're food. so tabloid, you are. You're like, you know what? I bet you'd have In the I'm old just, days, just... you'd have worked for the news of the world, you would. And you'd have loved it. Wouldn't you? Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. The seance of the living on rock and roll football. Send us your questions and Matt Dyson will summon a spirit through the void to answer them. Yes, let's summon the spirits in the seance of the living. We've had a uh, text in here from Matt in Preston. He wants to know, look, he says, Greg Wallace shocked the world this week by <coughs> revealing what a typical day in the life of Greg Wallace actually entails. If you haven't seen it, a lot of Harvester, a lot of to Total War strategy games on a PC, <laughs> a lot of not spending any time with your kids. Anyway, so his question is, for Roy Hodgson, yeah. what does he make of Greg Wallace's typical day? For Roy Hodgson. Yeah. Okay. 
have to admit, I felt well, great worries for 20 on Twitter. Oh, bloody hell, you know, I better read this article. It's very different from my typical day. I wake up, well, I wake up at, uh, on the hour every hour throughout the night for a pee. Gentlemen of my age will, uh, you know, corroborate that. But sooner than my head hit the pillow that I'm waking up going, bloody hell. Liters of the stuff coming out. <laughs> I don't drink anything after midday. Where's it all coming from? My feet? <laughs> I think I'm going to wake up looking like a wazer. Yeah, well, yeah, I do these days. That was a separate matter. My missus did that. Anyway. Um, then uh, I wake up at 7am. I, I do uh, Rosetta Stone. I like to learn a new language. Doing Cantonese at the moment. And Mandarin. <laughs> Concurrently. Very, uh, I don't know. They're quite similar. But I, mean, I do that in the morning. Then I flick through... Uh, uh, what are they called? A brochure. For looking at some art. Then I wake up, I have a very continental breakfast. I have um, uh, French toast with uh, maple leaf bacon and uh, maple sauce. From that day, from that minute on, I will eat only fruit. I like waffage to keep my system digesting properly. You know what I mean? You know what I mean. A man of my age is eating meat. Oh, I would never go again. I'll be quagged up. You know, I'll be, I'll be peeing out, but not going out the other end. You know what I mean? Ooh, yeah, of course you know what I mean. So yes, I don't make much of his. Uh, I don't make much of his day. I don't like the way he tweets his children. Uh, I like to spend wonderful time. But I think children are the future. I think um, children they give such joy, don't they? Puff and make it make damn whack it. You know, I never live near a ch- never live near a school. That's my tip. You know, get all these yummy mummies doing the uh, you know the the the, the, the school running the Chelsea twactors. You can't can't give her t- Jonathan Ross. Um, <laughs> and then whack it your face, whack it your face, pop swam. If I game of tennis and uh, you know, I, I, I say, well, all these yummy mummies and the Chelsea twactors. That's how I like Jonathan Ross. I like doing the odd impression. Uh, you should hear about Donald Trump. It's very good. Rock and roll football. Podcast done. Well, everything flowed as Scully predicted mm. it would. Ah, oh, lovely, lovely stuff. On behalf of everyone here in the whole Bauer family, <laughs> good luck with your Operation Six Pack, whatever it's called. Yeah, I'll keep you posted. The Six Pack okay. Challenge. Uh, I'll keep you posted. I'll send you weekly snaps. Are you taking weekly snaps to monitor yeah, you progress? Yeah, take weekly snaps. Yeah, I'm taking weekly snaps. Man. And every week I think, oh, I look good, I look good. And then the following week I'll look back and go, oh, that looked terrible there. <laughs> no, but it's at least for that moment you felt good. <laughs> Do you know what also, you know when you see before and after pictures and people look a bit sad in the before one, mm. like uh, my before picture, uh, it's like on New Year's Day, and I look so sad. Can I have a look? Yeah, do you want to see? Yeah, yeah. This is good. This is because I wouldn't want the I wouldn't want the podcast listeners this, to miss I'll out. I'll show on you, this. but this is there is no way this picture will ever be allowed to see the light of day. Because okay. I look, I look terrible there. Look. You do look sad. You do look serious. <laughs> you know, even terrible even shape Liam's there. Even jacket wouldn't wouldn't do me any favours there. You look um. You look like a wrong one. I think it's because it's up against a brick wall. <laughs> you look like you look like someone who's been to prison. <laughs> exactly that. What a lovely note to end on. See you next week. Bye. Bye.